Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Hamilton, Commodities Analyst at BMO Capital Markets. And welcome to our short Metals Matters podcast where we highlight the key things you need to know in global metals and mining this week. So welcome to 2022, a new year and lots of new issues and cross currents to talk about in metals and bulk commodity markets. But if there has been one prevailing factor over the year to date, it is the return with a vengeance of elevated supply risk from a number of different areas. Let me start with one which feels like it's been somewhat overlooked, the lack of Indonesian coal exports. Many of us saw potential for an announcement of trade restrictions or export taxes on nickel pig iron, but instead on the 1st of January, a temporary coal export ban was put in place to replenish depleted stocks at the main domestic utility, and given Indonesia is the world's largest exporter of thermal coal, double that of Australia, and the world is operating in a calorie-constrained environment, that's a big problem. Now, this was always going to be a temporary issue, and a blanket ban did seem somewhat like a panic decision, utilising blunt object policy. With cargoes now being released under pressure from peer nations, we do expect coal prices to ease. However, this is unlikely to be the end of the matter. Clearly, the Indonesian government wants to bring smaller coal shippers into line and make their domestic market obligation to sell 25% of coal to domestic utilities. We expect an increased export tax, at least on subbituminous coal, to further help fund domestic industry. And key Asian utilities have had to run down inventory with a lack of Indonesian arrivals, which is likely to keep coal and indeed LNG well bid into the Japanese fiscal year contract negotiations. Indonesia, interestingly, holds the chair of the G20 this year, and policy developments there could influence a number of commodity markets, particularly given the strengthening Sino-Indonesia axis we are seeing. Sticking with supply risk, one area we've been asked about a lot is European power prices, and this is not just from my mother-in-law wondering how much her electricity bill is going up though. In a working-from-home environment, many of us are definitely consuming more electricity on our own books. The spike in power prices has seen further gains in aluminium, where around 600,000 tonnes per annum of European capacity at about 8 smelters has been curtailed, and in zinc, where Europe is almost 30% of ex-China smelter output. Expect to see high premiums in Europe through the first quarter at least, and to see metal moving into the region from Asian warehouses. Meanwhile, inclement weather, not untypical of a La Nina weather event, has caused increasing problems for bulk commodity supply. Prime example is the recent deluge in the Iron Quadrangle in Brazil's Minas Gerais, which has seen temporary suspensions of both mines and logistics on the iron ore side. There's a lot of negativity out there towards iron ore, but we see good support for high-grade material and pellets and lump premiums, Partly supply-driven, partly demand over the next couple of months. Also, keep your eye on disruptions to coal and manganese supply from Australia owing to cyclone impacts, and also any legacy impacts to uranium, ferrochrome and base metal supply from Kazakhstan on the back of recent unrest. These type of events are why we build disruption allowances into our models, though it is fair to say we're working through these faster than expected in a number of cases. We're heading fast towards Chinese Lunar New Year and the resultant data vacuum in terms of Chinese releases. However, one thing we know is it's a period of weak demand as downstream manufacturers take a break. As refined metals producers do not, however, typically we get inventory build over the Lunar New Year period. And this year, more than ever, watching this inventory build is important. I'd argue there's still some risk premium in base metal prices at present, over and above where the underlying fundamentals suggest they perhaps should be trading, owing to low visible and or available inventory, 
and the pace of build over the coming weeks may determine whether we see any unwind of this. However, this is not going to be a typical New Year. Omicron's seen to that. The key port cities of Tianjin and Ningbo have seen major restrictions impacting flow of people and goods, and the Beijing government is warning against travel over the holiday period. Now, we have a precedent for this situation from 2020. It may well be that downstream manufacturers keep going through February, except in the Winter Olympic zone, but this means that inventory build is perhaps reduced over what might be expected. Meanwhile, and more importantly, collection and movement of domestic scrap is set to be highly limited, meaning an increased call on the raw material and metal markets. I'd also think that the hit to consumption may also mean the government has to lean even harder on fixed asset investment and bolstering sentiment and property to underpin economic growth as the year progresses. Lastly this week, I wanted to touch on the nickel market, which has slowly pushed up to 10-year highs. Now, the recent plethora of announcements around nickel development projects, both in terms of major miners seeking stakes or offtakes signed with battery manufacturers, is testament to the conference in future demand fundamentals. However, getting any degree of certainty in 2022's market feels a lot harder, and mainly down to the supply side. Just as an example, the spread of estimates on Indonesia's nickel pig iron output this year is between 1 to 1.3 million tonnes, which for context, that 300,000 tonnes is 10% of global supply. Given the supply side of resource markets typically has a good degree of visibility, this really is a delta of the like we cannot remember. Moreover, based on company expectations and published data, this would be a year of unprecedented growth in traditional class 1 and ferro-nickel supply, in fact, almost double the previous record seen in 2011, even after disruption allowances incorporated. Now, supply growth is needed. To put the need for this in context, given nickel recorded the largest deficit of all major base metals last year, keeping everything else absolutely equal, supply would have to grow almost 200,000 tonnes of nickel content just to prevent further stock draw. This is certainly possible, or indeed plausible, but it does involve a lot going right. Or, looking at things another way, the 100,000 tonne decline in LME nickel briquettes sitting in exchange warehouses over the past six months simply cannot continue at the same pace, otherwise stocks will be at zero by mid-year. When we put everything together, we end up with a roughly balanced nickel market for the year as a whole. However, this benign figure disguises a real wide range of potential outcomes. Given the history of nickel supply underperformance, around our balanced base case, we put higher probability on 2022 being another deficit year. Thank you for listening to Metal Matters. If you have any questions or suggestions, just get in touch directly. Please stay safe and join me again to discuss more pertinent issues for metals and bulk commodity markets next time round. That was Metal Matters, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Metal Matters on Apple Podcasts and other podcast providers, or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more episodes, including our other podcast series, BMO Equity Research in Tune. If you have feedback or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please do share it with me at colin.hamilton at bmo.com. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com forward slash public hyphen disclosure.